Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Life. Are you growing with it or feeling left out? Either way or in between. You're in the right place today with the host of Change Already, Your Future, Your Choice, Jillian. She's an award-winning author and radio personality. She's warm, she's fuzzy, and she's got an attitude. Good afternoon, and this is Jillian Moss-Backman, and this is Change Already, Your Future, Your Choice. I can't tell you how many times I've been accused of being over the top with my own spirituality. <laughs> you know, I, I find that rather humorous, that one can be over the top with their own spirituality Maybe it's because of where I came from in my religious background, and it was such a rather suppressive place. Not because they didn't want to. My dad was very excited about his own spirituality and his religious faith, but because it was tradition and because it was a way of life back then. And thankfully, it's gone full circle now into what I call a mainstream spiritual awakening. In fact, in my book, I call it the second awakening and beyond the pews, my book that's out now. How many of you celebrate being spiritually awakened human beings? I mean, do you really find solace and joy and excitement in, in that? Do you foster the growth or do you let it become stale in the corner like the rest of your unwatered plants? <laughs> you know, I used to have a lot of plants when I was growing up. In my When I first got married, it's like I had a bunch of plants and all this other stuff. And I found them wilting and dying on the vine. I thought, what in the world? But then I realized that if you don't take care of them, obviously, and foster them, they will die a slow death, and they do need your attention. And sometimes what happens is when you see a plant like that, what do we do? We run to it, and we overdo it. We overwater, and we overstimulate it, and we put it in the sun, and we hope that it will grow twice as fast to make up for the time that it's been stunted in its growth. When I was writing the show for this week and, and thinking about the spiritual trends and the series that I'm doing now, I began to think, have we become a part of living a spiritual vita loca, living a crazy life in our own spirituality and how we can find a balance through all of that? This whole series is an extension of my book, as I said earlier, Beyond the Pews, Breaking with Tradition and Letting Go of Religious Lockdown. 
And now spirituality is a word that we use in commonplace, and it seems to encompass this huge canvas that's now being thrown around as regular banter, and I'm not really sure that everybody knows what that means. It's one of those really nebulous words that can be construed and changed and and looked at and viewed from all directions, and it's pretty subjective thought if you think about it. It's from, you know, the way that we talk to each other, the energy that we eat is spiritual, and, and the way we tuck our kids in at night are new and all different, and it's become very confusing and even disorienting at times. I hope I'm not the only one out there that feels that, but from the feedback that I get, a lot of us are really confused by this buffet of spiritual choices in front of us now. Hopefully in this series, you'll be able to narrow it down to a focus and something that will take you to a place where you can find some kind of balance and harmony through all of this. Last week, I decided to highlight two of the most popular ways that we are finding our own spirituality through the hands-on healing energy work of Reiki and shamanism. And they're both very popular in the world right now. In fact, you can find a practitioner in either one of those, Reiki more common than shamanism, but shamanism, I heard from Robin Smith last week, is becoming just as popular now in everybody's local communities. I want to follow up on a few thoughts that were thrown out in that show last week. And if you didn't have a chance to go and listen to it, go back to my page here at Blog Talk. And it's listed as Change Already with Jillian. I know that's a little confusing. And I know people are having trouble finding it. But remember, you can also find it on iTunes. And thankfully for my assistant who's been with me forever, I now usually are having them on my website at JillianMossBackman.com. And that's J-I-L-L-I-A-N-M-A-A-S-B-A-C-K-M-A-N.com. That's long. (laughs) I want to comment and bring up something that Robin Smith, who was my guest last week, on the show, I want to talk about her because I thought she did an exceptional job at articulating common verbiage about Reiki and shamanism for the rest of us to learn from. She, like a lot of other practitioners, are in what I call the trenches. She's been working there for a long time, and she's been involved in this transition from a niche market to a greater mainstream market. Here's the fun thing about that. She's never been on the radio before. And if you notice how I run my show, I like to splatter in between all different kinds of things. Bottom line is getting a good interview. I know it's not as professional or slick as some of you may see it, but that's how I like running my show. I bring up Robin in particular because she was a shining star last week on how all of those different modalities work from week to week, and she really was talking about how everything changes with every clientele. Listen, I loved a can speaker like the rest of you. You know those people 
that seem to go on air and have every answer scripted in their head to every question that any man or human being or woman is going to ask them. And I think that's fine if you're searching for guidelines to start from. Those are the kind of spiritualists that I like that if you're brand new to the game of spirituality, you can find them because they're true and tried and they give you a guideline through whether they're books or their lessons and a true parameter of where your growth is going. But there's also a large group of people in my inner circle and out in the world now that have outgrown that. And that's why I like to bring in those kind of interviews and people that are just out there doing their thing. Now, I really like a program that's spontaneous, so I really try not to cut and paste a lot of times because the ultimate, the ultimate here is that we're all growing together. Robin was really good about talking to the rest of us about when we hit that wall of growth, when we've outgrown the speakers and the regular protocol that's out there, what are we supposed to do when we hit that spiritual wall and we don't know where to go? Now, we all have this stuff I'm talking about, that, that stuff goes on inside of you, whether that's a habit you keep doing over and over, and you cannot, for the life of you, put your finger on top of the issue of what's going on. It's almost unexplainable without words. Those are the kind of practitioners I want you to seek out, the Robin kind, the ones that don't have canned speeches or don't know where we're going. The idea that the healer and the healing techniques go into a zone that's only for you. This, this therapy that they do is custom made just for you. There's no script. There's nothing going on. It's just about a trust between you and the healer and that own inner knowing and intuition I'm constantly talking about. I hope that you liked Robin because I'd like to bring both kinds of interviews for you. I know it's a little sporadic, but walk with me because it's fun. Because that's real life. That's how our lives go. People that are very polished, and then we have people that are spontaneous and just working with love. That's what spirituality re- represents to me. And from what I've heard and been around, that remains the same for a lot of you. So I want you to keep thinking about what spirituality means and why and how do we keep growing in that process when we are inundated with stuff that we just don't need. It's like spiritual background noise. They're distractions. That's why I like the raw conversations that we have and the debates that we have on air. I hope you really like it. Sometimes it gets a little bumpy. Sometimes it's not slick and fancy but this is who I am and those are my guests are and hopefully we'll answer some questions that you might have along the way for yourself. After this short break, I want to talk about one of the reasons I believe spiritual trends are hitting the mainstream. 
it's because we've become static, stagnant in our own thoughts on what we believe spirituality is. But as Americans, we keep like to push the envelope. We keep liking to expose ourselves and breaking down the barriers in front of us, but yet we don't know quite how to do it all the time. So I want to talk about spiritual and religious boredom after this short break and how we, how we incorporate that living the spiritual Vita Loka. I'll see you after this short break and we'll talk about that. Welcome back to Change Already. I'm Jillian Moss Backman, your host. One of my favorite songs right now, and I hope you've listened to it. If you haven't, please go listen to it. It's by Pharrell, and it's called Happy. And if you have a chance to download it and purchase it, I hope, you will play it in your car or put it on your iPad and your iPod and listen to it carefully the words inside of it are just make you want to move your feet, get up and dance, and feel good about yourself. And I think this is the epitome of what, where we're at in our spirituality for a lot of us. We're starting to realize and break away from our complacency about our spirituality and the drudgery that a lot of us grew up with in the past and shed those parameters and really get into the nitty-gritty of what spirituality means for us. I love the word harmony, but laughter and joy and screaming and yelling and dancing, all of those represent to me 
living the spiritual Vita Loka. I think one of the reasons that a lot of things are expelling themselves and excuse me, and coming to the surface right now is because we have for a long time been spiritually and religiously bored. Think about your own spirituality. I think we have come to the fact that we don't have to be suppressive in our ways that we show our own joy in the world. You know, when I was growing up in the church, we had one hymnal, one hymnal, and in that book, it contained every spoken word and every hymn that we would sing faithfully every single week. How many of you can remember this? And these hymnals were stuck in what was called a hymnal holder that was screwed into the back of each pew. And they would hold several at a time, maybe two or three at a time. And so in a long pew, there would be like nine or ten copies in a row. I hope you can all remember this, and I have this picture in my mind so vividly. And you could always tell the newbies that came to your church or the visitors because every Sunday they would grab one of these beads of this book. Well, you know, because I grew up in the church and my father's minister, I had become memorized, and lots of times I just forgo that book. It was a sense of pride to me that I knew everything by heart, and I could recite almost every literature word inside that book. Years later, as the church grew, I remember there was a huge argument amongst the elders going around about pitting tradition of keeping the pews intact and keeping these hymnals in our lives and trying to keep up with the changing times of the new generation that wanted more excitement and more, more things to talk about. And at some point, it was universally decided, at least in the church that I went to, which was a very normal Christian church, that we would change out the hymnals, and on some occasions, we would forego the, the formal liturgy and then rewrite a new one each week. And slowly, the traditional started coming around but they would always kick up, up a, restore, uh, a storm, and then the reformists would keep changing things. You know, they'd keep moving things. They'd bring in big bands to do song sing-alongs and things like that, and eventually it started settling in. It broke through that part of ourselves that said it should be very stoic and dramatic. And nowadays... I don't even know what that means. When we're in a society that uses a Vine app on a phone and other devices that are the fastest growing interaction encounters that we have each other with each other, and for those of you that are not that don't have high school and college kids <laughs> would probably not even know what Vine is. Vine is a short compiled video that lasts, I kid you not, 6.3 second loops of video. And how you can get a message on that is beyond me. We're in an age now where the Pope of the Catholic Church tweets daily to his devotees worldwide. Non-denominational mega churches are bringing thousands of people 
to their services each week and featuring local athletes for autograph sessions and brief inspirational messages. I'm not sure where all this leads to in our own spirituality, but the, the bigger picture is we have become bored with the way we've done things. Nowadays, spiritual lessons and religious lessons not only have to teach people, but we have to be entertaining. There has to be some kind of entertainment value wrapped up in all of this to capture our short attention span. There has to be some kind of flash, whether it's a loud band or we're meditatively dancing out in the woods naked, I suppose, to achieve an altered state. Have we become spiritual thrill seekers now in our own spiritual practices? This is why I believe we've hit that plateau of a spiritual trend because a spiritual trend is different than a spiritual fad. We have to figure out where the adventure and the thrill-seeking is and where the message is in all of that that creates this peace and harmony that we're looking for. Kick out of people that say, well, you know, spiritual life is about leading a simple life. Well, if you go out anywhere and you look on the Internet and you go to different services and or events that are spiritually labeled, the last thing that comes to my head is a simple life. How are we supposed to figure out now as a mainstream in spirituality when we're being bombarded with all kinds of stuff? Even ideas of new improved Reiki and shaman treatments that were better than the ones we used to be before. A lot of them say that they will magically erase all our past karma and sins, that we can just do a service, push a button, and go out again and start all over where we're at. Somewhere in this dynamic and hectic quest for spirituality and religious freedom, there is a quiet spot. Even though we're in this mass discovery for most of us, and it's very subjective if you haven't been out there, you have to figure out where it is the quiet zone in all the spiritual trends going on. Reiki can help you get there. Shamanism can help you get there. Reading and singing and dancing can get you there. But eventually, you have to come back home. The biggest criticism on all the spiritual paths that I've always heard is there's no book to follow. And isn't that the truth? There's no known well prophet out front that's telling us how to get and lead the masses to a place of harmony and joy. To some level, we're left to our own devices out here. And boy, is it a big mass market. Some of us are going to make the wrong choices for ourselves, and we're going to back it up and try it again. And some of it leads to a degenerative life, criticism they have. 
that us as spiritual people, we're not creative enough and moralistic enough that we will eventually go to being and living a degenerative life. We can't help ourselves. We'll break our, our human laws. We'll start destroying each other and everything that equates good in the world. I know that sounds very odd, but that is a common thought out there, that if we don't have a book to follow or we don't have a script of people before us, we will make our own wrong choices. Well, I don't even have to say what I believe in that, but I do believe this is rubbish to a certain point. The challenge is the cage is starting to break apart under all of our feet. Our own spiritual life is moving into a crazy life of searching for the next greatest and best thing that we can get a spiritual buzz from. Right now, we're all in this mainstream spiritual expansion, but I also believe we're at an experimental stage. We're at an experimental stage of what works for us both personally and collectively as a group. The good news here is that like everything else, we're in spiritual education, which is a common thread that will be for us with forever. But if you stick to it long enough in the spiritual zone and you try enough things and you figure out what works and doesn't work, eventually it does settle down. You're going to have to take my word for it. It will come to a screeching halt. All the flashy stuff and all the different things that you want to go and experiment will settle down and they'll start falling off the map for you. You'll figure out the true and tested ways and they'll rise to the top. I know exactly how to get myself back into the zone when I'm out in the world too much. I've figured out my own path on how to get to that zone everybody talks about. But the only way to do that is to try the things that may or may not work to find that spiritual and religious harmony we're all searching for. But until then... We're going to keep having and keep on pushing, and we're going to live this spiritual la vida loca, the spiritual crazy life, but eventually it will come down, it will get quiet, and in the words of many spiritualists before me and after me, it will become a more simple existence. I know you don't, you don't need to trust me, but you have to trust yourself and find, experiment, and trust your own intuition on what will work for you and doesn't work for you. We're never going back to where we were before. The genie is out of the bottle. The exciting part is it's everywhere. There's all different things that keep spiritually arising and asking us to try new things. Be selective and use great discernment and it will come to you eventually. Next week, I want to talk about another great subject that's very spiritually controversial out there and it's the role of earth objects 
and how they play in the healing of opening and and aligning chakras and movements and bring us to a higher spiritual path. I want to really zero in on crystals and precious gemstones. Now, I know, again, it's everywhere. You can go into every gift shop and find some kind of chakra balancing stone or chi stone or any kind of tchotchkes that you want that will help you get there. My guest next week is Kate King. And Kate King is a jeweler and an intuitive jeweler, I might add, from Canada. I met her last year at this convention where we both were gifted with awards, the Cover Award, which is a spiritual award. And we met and really hit it come next week. And we're going to talk about the role of precious gems and crystals and how they can be very effective tools, again, expanding that spiritual growth and mind that we internally have a desire to do. But between now and then, I want you to remember, change doesn't have to be necessary, difficult, excuse me, change doesn't have to be difficult, but it is necessary to grow. I'll see you same time, same place, Blog Talk Radio, high noon. Thanks for joining Jillian today. Don't miss her famous at-home personal enrichment lessons. You can complete them on your own time to accelerate your personal change. They're simple and nothing like you've experienced before. Just like Jillian, warm and fuzzy with an attitude. So change already. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.